Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon, I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, we understand that finances can be confusing. It's hard to figure out what strategies to use out there, especially when the IRS keeps changing things. And I know it's never fun to try to face these changes alone, but in working together, you can have confidence for every financial decision. Now, for the month of June, we've been going over some tax planning strategies, and we've been kicking it off by focusing on the SECURE Act. We're not talking really about that today, but let's go over what we have for the remainder of the month. I know that we started out with a SECURE Act. We wanted people to know that, listen, that IRA stretch, the stretch IRA is gone. And as starting as of February, 2022, this year, they even changed the 10-year rule in regards to that. We today, though, wanna talk about the Roth IRA conversions because knowing what they did with the stretch IRA, knowing the tax implications that could be felt with it, what are some strategies? So I'm looking at the rest of the month as possible solutions. Of course, I can never give recommendations over the radio, but what I can do is give you information that can cause you to think, and then together, you and I, we can sit down and see if these solutions are right for you. So we're gonna talk about Roth IRA conversions today, We're gonna eventually, whether it's today or next week, probably next week, we're gonna talk about life insurance planning. Ed Slot, one of the leading IRA retirement specialists said that stretch IRAs now are at the bottom of the pile for wealth transfer tools and life insurance is going to the top. So folks, it's not just about death benefit, it's not just about living benefits, but hey, it's about have your cake and eat it too, to be able to uh, touch the cash value and also have some death benefit for your loved ones. So we'll get into that in another program in this month. And then we wanna talk about charitable tax planning and 2022 retirement uh, RMD planning. So we've got a lot of solutions. So when you hear about changes that the IRS is making, whether it's to the SECURE Act or whatever it is they're doing, make sure you're working with a qualified financial advisor, certified financial advisor, so they can help walk you through these strategies. So today, let's talk about a Roth conversion and how that could actually help some people when it comes to a tax planning strategy. Now, before I jump in and just assume that everyone watching on our YouTube channel or those of you who are listening to us via our radio uh, stations, is let's talk about what is a Roth IRA so that we can know what it is that we're actually converting into. Now, the last two weeks we talked about an IRA. An IRA is needed for a Roth conversion. So an IRA, we've already done this before, but really quickly, IRA is an individual retirement account in which you are allowed to put, if you're under the age of 50, depending upon W-2 income, you can put up to $5,000, $6,000 that it has changed. And if you're 50 and over, you can put $7,000 into it, of course, depending upon your financial situation. We've looked at that, we discussed this previously, that boy, that doesn't seem a lot over time, 5,000, 6,000, why are we even doing tax planning strategies when the taxes that we pay are much higher than that? Well, one of the things to remember is that when an individual has a 401k at work, they can roll over their traditional 401k into an IRA. And that's what makes that IRA really grow. So now we're looking at some tax consequences in association with that. 
With an IRA, boy, you can't touch it till you're 59 and a half, otherwise there's a 10% penalty, except for there are some few caveats. If you're gonna take a 60-day loan, if you're gonna do a first home purchase, so there's a few little areas where you can touch base on that, take a little bit out, but overall, if you touch your IRA, um, you usually will pay a 10% penalty. The other part of an IRA is when you reach that uh, age of 72, it used to be 70 and a half, now at age 72, you have to take required minimum distributions. If you don't take it, you know the drill, 50% penalty. So that's an IRA from a global standpoint, but now let's talk about a Roth. And the reason why we wanna understand the Roth is because remember, we're learning, huh, IRAs may not be the most tax efficient way to get money to the next generation or even to yourself. So that's why we wanna talk about the Roth. Now the Roth is same basic structure. If you're under the age of 50 and you have W-2 income, you can contribute up until $6,000. If you're over 50 and above, depending on your financial situation, making sure you have W-2 income, you've got to have W-2 income, uh, earned income, then you can do up to $7,000. Same thing applies if you have a Roth 401k at work. You can go ahead and say, I'm gonna convert this Roth 401k into my Roth. Now here's one little note on it that people sometimes overlook. They do a Roth 401k at work and they're pretty excited because, hey, that means I'm paying the taxes on it now. I don't have to worry about it in the future. And they think sometimes that the employer's match is going into their Roth 401k, but it's not because the employer's contribution you haven't paid taxes on. So that's going into a traditional 401k. So it very often we will meet with clients and what we see is when we're looking at that statement, oh, here is their Roth 401k and here is their traditional 401k. Their contributions go into the Roth, the employer's contributions, contributions go into the traditional. So just kind of a little side note there. Now with the Roth IRA at retirement, as I mentioned, you can go ahead and roll over your Roth 401k, make it nice and big, but here's the great news, is that there is no age 70 and a half that got switched to age 72 that may get switched to age 75 required minimum distribution. You don't have to touch the money. And that's why so many people like this tool because it's a way that they can go ahead, hold on to those resources and literally say, I don't know what taxes will be in the future, but I'm gonna put myself in a 0% tax rate in the future by paying my taxes now and then putting my money into the Roth. Because a lot of times what happens is in our office, when we have retirees, We'll sit down with them and we'll say, okay, so what is the amount that you're going to need for your household budget? They say, okay, Crystal, I need 150000 to live on, 200000 to live on. I'm like, okay. And how much Social Security do you have in? Oh, I've got this much coming in. And how much do you have in pension? Oh, if there are lucky ones, they say, oh, this is how much I have in pension. And whatever that missing amount is, minus the budget, that 200000 that they need for living expense, minus their Social Security, minus the pension, minus any steady stream of income that's coming in to their household, we make that up. Either they're making it up with a part-time job, which is not the first option they want, but we look at it and say, well, then can we use your investments? That's what they're here for. So if people have a million dollar IRA and they're like, all right, I am ready. I'm gonna roll that over and I'm gonna take an income stream. We set that up all the time, but here's a question we always have to ask them. 
how much money do you want us to withhold in order to pay your taxes? So if they say, you know what, Crystal, I only need $2,000 a month for my IRA. Just send it like clockwork and actually put 1,000 on the 1st and 1,000 on the 15th. I said, no problem. We will get that taken care of for you. The only thing is, how much money do you want us to withhold for taxes? Because at the end of the year in January, you're gonna get a statement from the firm that's gonna say, this is how much government uh, that this person took out of their IRA and you have to file that on your taxes. So for many clients, it's much easier to withhold the taxes for them and send it on for them. That way they're not paying something when it comes to tax time. But here's the disadvantage of that. That means they might've had a million dollar IRA, but if we look at our tax screen, if I was to pull up on my computer and say, hey, listen, I wanna look at taxes and I wanna look to see the tax history and I put in there that you have a million dollar IRA and if we just go and say, well, what is the current tax rate of 37%, we can see uh, that million IRA, if we take this lump sum, they're gonna get 630,000 and the IRS is getting 370. So we have to understand when we're looking at the IRA, it's not all yours. When you look at the IRA and say, whew, I got me million dollar IRA. No, you don't, because we have to pay taxes on it. And so that, those are one of the things with a Roth, when we look at it, and I'm looking at my computer screen, I don't have to worry about any tax bracket. There's a million dollars, and when it says a million dollars shows your share, yep, you get all million. So that's a great uh, tool to be using and to be looking at. So when we talk about Roth IRAs, so you see the difference, right? IRAs, all the different regulations on it, then you have a Roth, what we want to do is we want to begin to look at the advantages. And the advantage is it gets to grow tax-free your entire lifetime. What are the disadvantages? Because a lot of times people will say to me, oh, sounds too good to be true. And I remember growing up when my mom would say, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. But now I realize that sometimes things sound too good to be true simply because I've not been educated on all the different components because I've been listening to common advice all my life instead of uncommon advice. When you get to the place where you recognize that the income you have is uncommon, then you look to have uncommon advice that you haven't heard of before, that you can research and prove that others within the same tax bracket, within the same wealth level that you are, are using those tools. So if it sounds too good to be true, maybe though it still is true, you just need more information on it. But there are some disadvantages when it comes to a Roth, just like there are with anything. One of them is, is that when you decide, I'm, gonna, I'm going to take money out of my IRA and I'm going to put it into my Roth and I'm gonna convert it, because that's what a Roth conversion is. It's saying, hmm, I've got this IRA, I'm gonna pay taxes on it, when I die, I've got to give it to my kids. And when my kids have it, they have 10 years that they've got to empty it. And if they're in their highest earning years and I've already started taking a required minimum distribution, they're going to have to have that extra income on top of what they have. And then they're going to be in a higher tax bracket. A lot of times individuals will say, okay, I need to shift the wealth transfer vehicle that I was using before. And the way to do that when I'm talking about the wealth transfer vehicle is we say, okay, if this IRA is not going to accomplish what you said 
that you wanted it to do for you, if you're using it as part of your legacy purpose to get the money to the next generation and spread it out over their lifetime and it's not gonna do it, then we need to start changing some things. And one of the things that we can do is a Roth conversion, taking the IRA, putting it into the Roth. Now, some of the things that you need to realize is when you do that, the taxes are due. So if you have that million dollars and you say, oh, I don't wanna keep it in my IRA, I'm gonna put it all to my Roth. Well then whatever tax bracket you're in, that's gonna be ordinary income and you have to pay the taxes then, well, by April 15th. But you, what you don't have to have the liberty of, oh, I'll just pay it slowly over time. No, it doesn't work that way. Now, here's a case. What if you have that million dollars that's sitting in your IRA and you say, oh, I'm gonna move it over to a tax-free and I'm gonna pay the taxes on it and you happen to have that money sitting in a savings account, right? If you do that and you say, well, I'm gonna go ahead, well, let me back up and give a better example. Let's say that you don't have the money sitting in your savings account and you wanna convert it over and you say, just take it from the account value. If you do it before 59 and a half, you'll get a 10% penalty. Even though the money that came out of that to pay the taxes went to the government, it's still considered a withdrawal. So whenever you do a Roth conversion, you have to make sure if you're over 59 and a half, let the account pay the taxes if you want to. And if you don't have it sitting someplace, if you don't have other lazy money sitting around, then you can let the IRA give some to the government and roll the rest into the Roth. But if you're under the age of 59 and a half, you can't do it unless you have money sitting in another place. Otherwise, you'll get a 10% or you could get a 10% uh, distribution penalty. Now, does that mean you have to do it all at once? No, I have a lot of clients that'll say, Crystal, I wanna start breaking this up, whether they're 59 and a half or whether they're 69 and a half, they can break up the pattern or the timing of when they do that. But there's some questions that you want to ask before you do that. And that's where we come into some of the dis understanding, some of the disadvantages. And then I want to give you about five key questions you should be asking yourself when it comes to a Roth conversion. And I want to give you an example right here on our software in a moment of being able to do an actual illustration saying, this is what I have in an IRA. If I convert it to a Roth, which could be more profitable? Now it's based on, we don't know if taxes will go up and down. So that part's a guess, but based on what we're, we're looking at, we can run those illustrations and we'd be happy to do that for you. But what we're gonna do, let's quick go over these disadvantages, then we'll take a break and then we'll come back with questions you should be asking yourself if you're intrigued to say, hmm, stretch IRA's gone, my plan to efficiently get money to the next generation that lasts several generations has been uh, vetoed by the IRS. What are my other options? We need to talk about that with a Roth conversion. So here's some of the uh, disadvantages. A Roth conversion, once you do it, you can't change your mind. It's not like Social Security where you can apply for it and you have the first 12 months to say, oops, my bad. Uh, I want to, uh, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Can you uh, please take, the, I'll give you all the money back for Social Security. Will you let me start it down the road? No, nope, so sorry, Charlie. It doesn't work that way. You can't recharacterize it. Once you do the Roth IRA and the money has showed up in that account, that's where it's going to be which is should be fine if you've got a good financial planner that's walking you through the process. Just be aware this isn't something that you can kind of haphazardly go into. There should be a plan for how much, how the taxes are going to be paid. 
The other disadvantage I mentioned before is that you have to pay ordinary income on it. So if you are deciding to do this at age 63, which is two years prior to Medicare, then IRMA might be involved as far as, oops, you may have an increase on your Medicare surcharge. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, if you're over 59 and a half, taxes can be taken from the account. That's, that's a disadvantage. Why is that a disadvantage? Well, it's a disadvantage because now um, you sold some of your investments. So could be an advantage if you sold it while it was high, right? And then you were able to cash in on some of the gains and pay the taxes with that. Could be a disadvantage if you sold it while it was low. So those are things to keep in mind. Uh, under 59 and a half, if you've done this, you've got to pay out of pocket. We went over that. Uh, Roth IRAs, just so you know, are included in an estate valuation. So even though the money you get is going to be tax-free, and even though the money that your beneficiaries would get are tax-free, when they're adding up the value of the estate, they're going to include a Roth in that number. Another, uh, I when we're looking at this, is legislative risk. Now, what do I mean by legislative risk? <laughs> I just mean that the government has the right at any time to use the stroke of a pen and change things. So yes, we could go through all of this and move it over into a Roth, whoop, whoop, and we're all set. And in two years, they could say, hey, wait, I got another regulation change and it could change things. And I know that that many times I think whether I'm talking about Roths, uh, life insurance, trust, individuals will say, well, wait a minute, what if they change the laws? They could change the laws. They do change the laws a lot. There are a lot of regulations that come out, but I try to put it in perspective and say, okay, of all the laws that they need to focus on right now, is that the one that they want to do? Is that the hill they want to, to pick a fight on, the Roth? Or are they, could they be, looking at the 401ks that are all across this country and say, uh, I'd rather die on that hill. I'd rather fight my battle on that one and say that the government should have to supervise and oversee the 401k, which has already been floated out there a few times, but there was a lot of resistance. And they said, oh, no, 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 we didn't mean to. And those can be, you know, if we look at previous uh, papers, white papers that are out there from the government, uh, newspaper articles is really what I'm referring to where there has been mentioned that perhaps instead of the simples and retirement plans being managed by individuals, the government should come in and help us. So I think that's where they're going to focus first. Again, this is all opinion uh, before they would ever come after the Roths. And I think the Roths would be co come before they would ever go after the life insurance. And part of that thought process uh, deals with the fact that with uh, life insurance, uh, a lot of banks I know that they've put a limit on banks because banks were buying so much life insurance. And I think they'd have their hands full if they uh, start taking away our tax-free and our life insurance or in our Roth. So they have more fish to fry, I feel, uh, before we get to uh, tackling the Roth. But you are right. There is legislative risk that we could go through all this planning and then have to change things, which is what a lot of individuals who have stretch IRAs have had to do because of this new change. Well, what we're gonna do, I know we're almost at the end of our time together, but let's take a quick 60 second break and then we'll be back with some questions we should be asking ourselves when it comes to Roth conversions. We've all been stretched over the past two years, but did you know the IRS stated you can't stretch your IRA anymore? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. 
Such IRAs could be used to transfer wealth to your children and your grandchildren, but not anymore. Now many of the IRA funds you leave must be used within 10 years unless you qualify. There are other ways we can stretch legacy to those we love. Learn more by contacting Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181. When Willie Sutton was asked why he robbed banks, he replied, well, because that's where the money is. This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. When the IRS needs money, they apply taxes because they know where the taxable money is. Positioning your resources so they're not available to be taxed? Well, that can be a game changer for you and your family. Learn the investment tools that can help provide tax-free growth and distribution. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. Such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much for joining us over the past 25 years as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have that confidence for every financial decision. And boy, aren't there a lot of decisions that we need to make nowadays? I'd love to come alongside you, give you some financial input as a certified financial planner. If you're interested in a free initial consultation, please feel free and give us a call, 518. 8433-7181. Well, let's get back to what we're talking about today. And it's all going back to the whole theme of this month of, hey, listen, they've taken away some wealth transfer tools. What do we do? And one of the things that we can do is we can now talk about Roth conversions because that is a way that we can get money to the next generation. Does it t- do the same thing as what a stretch IRA did? No. But when we're looking at it, one of the big differences is, is that when that money comes from an IRA and it goes over to the Roth, because there's no required minimum distribution required on a Roth, then we, your beneficiaries don't have to be concerned about years one through nine, taking that required minimum distribution, no matter how old you are. So if you have a Roth IRA or someone you know has a Roth IRA, they're 75, they pass away, goes to the beneficiary, If that had been a traditional IRA, chances are those children or whoever the beneficiary, as long as it wasn't a spouse or one of the people that are excluded in the exemption, they would have to take a withdrawal years one through nine, and then by year 10, take it all out. And of course, working with a financial advisor, the financial advisor might look at their situation and say, wait a minute, take it all now, pay the taxes, and then you can put it over here and let it grow tax-free. So there's a lot of different changes. So a Roth says, wait a minute, By paying the taxes now, the Roth allows you to pass it to the beneficiaries. They'll still have to use it up in 10 years, but now they don't have to pay any taxes on that. And they don't have to to worry about that situation. They can use it at their convenience. So that is a benefit. So as we're getting closer to the close, I wanna go over some questions to ask. Now, one of the things when you're thinking about, should I do a Roth conversion? is you wanna ask yourself, well, when am I gonna need that money? Because here's one of the things, when you move your money from an IRA to the Roth and you pay the taxes on it, and let's pretend that the very next day you need that money in the Roth, you can't touch it without a penalty because there's a five-year hold, right? So if someone right before retirement says, you know what? 
I'm going to pay my taxes now and then I'm going to go in retirement and have this big Roth IRA and I'm going to live happily ever after because now I don't have to worry about IRA distributions affecting my Medicare. I don't have to worry about it affecting how much tax I have to pay on my Social Security. I don't have to worry about taxes going up in the future. I am living happily ever after because I have this Roth. Well, the problem is you've got to give yourself five years. So many times what we'll do is when we're sitting down with individuals, we'll sit down and say, okay, how much cash on hand do you have or cash in other accounts that we can look at that can supplement your income for the next five years? And remember, a lot of times when we're sitting down with individuals who are about to go into retirement, we're looking at what is your budget? What are you getting for Social Security? What are you getting from your pension? What are your other income streams? You have rental income coming in. What is everything that you have? And then whatever you're short, that's what we're pulling from your investments. Well, if we know the amount that they're going to be short, then we look to make sure that that amount for the next five years is sitting in a nice account that they can have access to, then maybe this concern isn't really something that can stop them. So, but you do want to ask yourself, when will the converted funds be needed? The next thing that we want to do is we want to look at it and say, well, will, when will the tax on this conversion be the lowest? So if you are in your high peak earning years, perhaps doing a lump sum distribution of your IRA over into your Roth may not be the best situation to do because now that's going to account as ordinary income to you and it's going to push, it could push your income higher and make your taxes higher. So in a case like that, for many of our individuals, when this started happening with Secure Act, they said, you know what? Let's go ahead and we're going to start doing Roth conversions a specific amount each year. So remember in our last program, I had showed you how there's different tax brackets, showed you this one. Well, what we do is we look to see how much can we put in, how much can we take out of that IRA and add so that the account balance shows, all right, this is how much you made for the year without bumping you to a new tax bracket. That is something that we can go ahead and help work through, walk that through with you. Also, you want to look and make sure that you are very familiar sitting down with your financial planner doing an actual illustration. And if we have time before we close today, I want to bring that up on my computer screen. So two questions so far. What will, when will the converted funds be needed? Can't be more than sooner than five years. When will the tax on the conversion be the lowest? Okay, when is the best time for me to do it? Should I do it the year after I retire? Uh, do I have enough income in other places that I can go five years and not worry about it? Or should I just kind of piecemeal it along, supplementing what I'm doing now, keeping me in the same tax bracket? The other question that we want to look at is we want to think about what is your tax rate in retirement? See, a lot of times, or really, what will you be able, what will you need in retirement? And in fact, I'm just going to quick jump in the remaining few seconds. I'm going to jump over to my computer and, oops, not there. And I, what I'd like to do is I want to really show when it comes to inflation, how you might say, well, Crystal, I only need $100,000 to live on right now. And I'm just going to say inflation's 5%. I'm not even going to put what it really is. And what we need to understand is many individuals will say, I'm not worried about taxes in the future because I can live on very little. But if you're living on 100,000, well, 20 years from now, 
at just a 5% inflation, your 100,000 can only buy 37,000 worth of goods today. So I wanna just say that nice and slow and let that roll across your brain. People who are saying, I just need 100,000 to live on, I'll be fine. Do you realize that 20 years from now, that 100,000 that you're living on can only buy about what is equivalent to $37,000 today? And that's at a 5% in interest rate, uh, inflation rate. What if it was 30 years? In 30 years, your 100,000 goes down to 23,000. Every year, if I go back on this and we're looking online, in just one year, your 100,000 lost its purchasing power and it went to 95,000. And year by year, even though you have that $100,000, the purchasing power of that declines. Why am I saying that? Because we tend to need more in re retirement than we really think that we do. Well, I'm looking at the clock and realizing that we're out of our time together. I wanna finish this next week. We rushed through the end of it, but there are key questions you should be asking yourself when it comes to, do I convert my Roth IRA? This could be, depending on your situation, this could be part of a solution in response to the SECURE Act and the removal of the stretch IRA. We have other tools that are available. We just need to know about them. So if you're interested, feel free to give us a call at 518-433-7181 and join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence in every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.